1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC. Your ability to adapt to difficulty, your ability to adapt to challenging life experiences is honed in the entrepreneurial experience. But I think there are things that you can do in a controlled environment to ready you for the things that show up in the uncontrollable environment this can't be it there has to be more wait am i crazy no if you're yearning for more and working hard to make your dreams a reality then you're in the right place welcome to Dreamcatchers. it's the only show committed to helping you self-actualize and then transcend leaving you with the legacy you've always desired Listen in on conversations with successful philanthropists, entrepreneurs, and founders every week as we connect with them for inspiration, education, and direction. Your host, Jerome Myers, is here to help you exit the matrix and transform into a leader of your own revolution. The question is, do you believe your dreams should be real? I'm going to start this off. So I don't know
0: if your listeners know this, but you and I have conversations on a regular basis, generally weekly, if not more than that and something really freaking cool just happened. One of the reasons why having a coach is so vitally important for you is to have somebody who is 100% in your corner and making it so that you have somebody to bounce ideas off of. And Jerome and I this morning are going back and forth on just some different things. He's got this great press kit that's coming out that just really highlights how absolutely fantastic uh, he is and the offerings that he has. And then towards the end of the call, and this is almost always when it happens towards the end of the call, you used a word that we chased down like this whole rabbit hole. So let's talk about the word and kind of how we got there.
1: Yeah, the word has two words, but two I words. think the important word is resilience. But mental resilience, I am just finding is the most important thing out there, regardless of where you are on your exit journey. Because it is your ability to adapt to the changing environments. I'll never forget playing college football and our head coach saying one day, men, you either adapt or you die. And it was a running joke for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. And there's still times where former teammates will just blurt it out in a random situation. But there was so much wisdom in that. And now that I've come back to this place of trying to really understand happiness and what people are really seeking on the backside. Once they find out that the pot of gold at the end of rainbow isn't what they actually wanted or desired, this word just keeps coming up over and over again. This week, I've spent time working through at least two of the deaths that I feel like I was a part of. One was a friend of mine in middle school who they reported committed suicide while playing Russian roulette and doing a drinking game. And then there was another situation where during the layoffs that we did towards the end of my corporate career, one of the gentlemen lost his car, his home, and eventually his family, then uh, he took his life. And so it was like, man, as I was exploring those things, I, I was just like, what is the difference before between the people who check out, right, take a bunch of the one-way ticket. And the folks who figure out how to handle the things that come up in their life. And I just think resilience is one of the all-encompassing word, Matt. And so as I'm, I've been on this journey, right, I've been going through the exit paradox through this summer. We had the exit at the kind of the midpoint of May and started doing payouts and things in June. And it's given me some time to uh, sit and think. <laughs> and my dad asked me when he saw the check, he was like, what are you going to do now? I said, think. And We've been doing a whole <laughs> lot of thinking. And so this has been really transformational for me. Yeah. And it's allowed me to really peer into the thing that we've been talking about and look at it from inside the belly of the well and really feel all of the fillings and experience the things that I know clients are going through. And I think that's going to allow me and the rest of the team to show up for them in a, a much better way.
0: Well, the other thing that you talked about, kind of how we started on this journey, was you were talking about two books, right, that have been very influential to you. One is Finish Big, yeah, by Bo Burlingham, and then the other one you were talking about, like this happiness thing, right? So I want to, because part of resilience is understanding how the brain works, and people seem to think that you are going to arrive at happiness right? Where you feel very differently about this and how vital is this when a Neo is exiting, right? When you're actually going through and realizing you're in this exit paradox, happiness is a huge component of what you think. Cause again, there's the bucket of gold, right? The pot of gold's right there. You just got it. So let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, man, I think most people, and I'm hearing more and more people reach out whether they're exiting or not, or and so, which exit? Are you exit one where you're leaving corporate America? Are you exit eight where you're leaving your foundation? It doesn't matter where it is. People are pursuing. They they want to be happy, right? I, I think what, what does McDonald's sell to kids? They sell Happy Meals, right? Yeah. And people are selling happiness, Coke and a smile. Like this, our obsession with happiness is a really interesting one. And the second book that you mentioned was written by Arthur Brooks and Oprah Winfrey, and it's called "Build the Life You Want." And it's all about getting happier. Their thesis is that you don't actually ever achieve happiness. It's just a pursuit of happiness. One of my favorite movies is Star Will Smith, right? And they spell happiness in a different way than was conventionally accepted. But the point of, I think, all of this rambling is just that happiness is broken up. And in the book, Arthur breaks it down into What he calls the macronutrients. And I'm not going to steal all the thunder from the book and tell you all the things, but I will tell you that enjoyment is one that is really important. And I think enjoyment and pleasure are often used as synonyms, but they are not the same thing. And so, what I encourage folks to do is start to investigate and evaluate and consider what they're actually pursuing because they may find out that they're chasing a ghost. Mm -hmm. They're chasing a white rabbit that's going to take them down a hole that they may not be able to find their way out of because they're pursuing something that is unachievable. But there are so many other things that are achievable and I think would add a tremendous amount of value to their experience in their life. We found this definition and as I go deeper and I get more wide-reaching outlets, they they want to know, well, what's the science that backs this up? What's the research? And this morning, we ended up at the American Psychological Association website looking at the definition for resilience. And the definition isn't all that interesting. But what I did find interesting was that psycho. it says, psychological research demonstrates that the resources and skills associated with more Resilience can be cultivated and practiced. Above that, they talk about being able to use specific coping strategies. And we lay out the majority of the coping strategies in the white paper that we just finished up. It is 30 pages of awesomeness. It talks about the ability and quality of social resources. This, you talked about having a coach, right? You talked about having a sounding board. You talked about having somebody in your corner. I think this is one of the things that's most underutilized. I was on a podcast yesterday and we actually did it live in the studio and it looked like we were on a newsroom set, right? And what was very interesting for me was hearing another man say that he didn't have a place to be vulnerable. Oh. He didn't have a place to be vulnerable. Now, that for me was eye-opening because I knew for a fact that he's not the only person, right? Yeah. I knew for a fact that there are a whole lot of people out there who are interested in having a space in a place where they can actually share how they feel and what they think without worrying about people judging them or worrying about who they're going to offend or worrying about if it's okay for them to feel the way that they feel. And I think this is so important in the exploration. I think this is so important on the journey and the experience that you have as a founder with your different exits because you're going to question things. And if you don't have any place to question them, then you just ask yourself. And then that means you're only relying on the experiences that you have. And that then goes to the other thing that they laid out as a factor that contributes to how well people adapt to the adversities in their life, which is the definition of resilience. And that's the way that they view and engage with the world. And so if you feel trapped in yourself and you can only talk to yourself about the things that are going on in your life, then how can you become more expansive? How can you grow? Matt, you practice, right? You're, you're, I don't know if you're still licensed, but you were at one point, right? So you've seen people who would have things that present with clinical diagnoses. Yeah, You've seen people who maybe not having a diagnosis, but struggling. And so what do you see when, I guess the difference in their life when they showed up and had somebody to explore and engage with and maybe give them a different perspective versus the people who just kind of sat in the echo chamber of confirmation and affirmation?
0: Well, I'll answer that in just a second. But you said something that I really want to highlight with your process specifically, which is CEOs, people who are founders, right? They have only generally relied on themselves. That's actually one of the reasons why they've been so successful. And so that's their default, Jerome, right? They're going to always say, well, what do I think? Check my gut, whatever. But then you get to a point in your personal growth and development where you need to have that other person, right? Whether that's spiritual, whether that's a coach, whether that's a, a physical trainer, whatever, you always need to really. And in fact, I tell a story in one of our webinars about Candace Parker, who's one of the greatest basketball players of our time. And that she's got like 20 different coaches, right? She's got a PR coach. She's got a physical trainer. She's got a flexibility coach. She's got a shooting coach. She's got the head coach and the assistant. Coach. I mean, I could just go on and on because she's a true professional. Her job is to put the ball in the basket and call plays, right? And so I think operators, I think NEOs, I think CEOs, I think founders all need to really realize that you need to step that up. So getting back to the clinical thing, thinking back to this one uh, woman that I worked with who really was... The epitome of resilience. Okay. So, in her intake, so, so as with you do with the line to Zion, right? I had the same, I had a very different, it was very clinical intake, right? And I had already gotten her diagnosis from her psych, psychologist. And so I already knew a little bit of the background. She was just horrible abuse. Like Like, I can't believe people are this horrible level of horrible abuse with this woman. And, and she would, she said the beginning, and this goes right back to the definition. It was her outlook and her resources, mm-hmm. right, that allowed her, because honestly, she would say to me regularly, Matt, there are days that I just can't face the world. I can't, because the trauma is everywhere in everything I see. And then, of course, as a good therapist, I would say, well, then how are you here, right? Because that's a good therapy question, right? And she would explain. Well, I have this process that I have built over the last 15 years of all of these affirmations. And you know what, Jerome, you and I have talked about this before. People don't understand the power of saying nice things to yourself. Your brain hears it, right? Instead of all of the negative things that we're constantly saying to ourselves on a regular basis, when you flip that script, it is wildly powerful. And I want to get back to your process very quickly because... You have a couple of things that really key into checking into with people's resilience and then giving them the tools to be more resilient so that they can make this exit more successfully and continue to work towards happiness, not achieve happiness, work towards happiness, right? Which is your beginning, which is the line design. Listen, you want to really check in with somebody who can ask you some questions. It's really going to help you figure out where the hell you are right now. Line design is the key. You need to call Jerome. You need to get that set up. And then if you're really ready to go ahead and take the leap and Jerome talks about you take the red pill, you have to go to extraction, right? And you don't talk about it very much, but I'm all over your butt about extraction because I think it is the epitome of experiencing your whole system. Uh, There's going to be an extraction coming up here relatively soon. So if you haven't uh, heard about it or anything, you need to make sure that you make a call into Jerome's company, may ask some questions about when that date is, but Jerome, when you're working with people who have achieved unbelievable levels of success on the grand scheme of things, and they get that golden ticket paycheck, right—that last paycheck that they're going to get from this company that they've built—what is missing, right? So, so this white paper uh, that that you have is magnificent, and and is that available for download yet? It is. It okay, is. so please make sure, and we'll put those in the show notes, right, so they can download that.
1: A lot of people want to unlock their ultimate potential but lack the strategy, support, and stamina necessary to achieve their major goals. They often try to overcome these challenges by trying to do it on their own, causing frustration, fatigue, and eventually failure. We have developed a model for a center life, a.k.a. the red pill, to help them bolster their beliefs, gain clarity on their path to success, and provide accountability as they take action on their goals. When they take the red pill, they rapidly accelerate attainment of their goals and begin to experience a life of significance and impact. Want to find out more? Hop over to JeromeMyers.co. Now, let's get back to the episode.
0: But the other thing here is, is you've got these the six centers of it out. Now, I know we don't have a lot of time, But do you mind going through these six, because every one of these six things leads to more resilience, right? So let's talk about those six things, please.
1: Yeah, so the six centers are self-image, relationship, work, health, prosperity, and then significance. And there's questions that you ask as you redefine yourself in each new exit. And so at the self-image level, you're asking questions like, who am I now? Right. What do I do now that my routine isn't the same as it has been? And then the one I think more people struggle with than anything else is, do I even deserve this? Mm. There's always a question of worthiness. Was it a fluke? Am I the real deal? Am I as good as I think I am? Can I read the press? This is the struggle that I think most people, and there are a lot of people who want to humble you. And humble has been a word that I have grown to despise over the past few months. When I read the definition of humble, I've accepted that humble is not a word that I want to be used to describe me. I don't think I'm of low status. I don't think I am of no importance. And that's what the word humble means. Now, humility is a different thing. And you can have conversation about humility and why that's valuable. But humble, I've never heard anybody really saying anything positive when they say that person needs to be humbled. Right. It's not a positive statement, right? It's not. So, and this goes back into the self-talk and so on with self-image, but let's move on to relationships. And so a lot of times when you have a significant financial event, you start asking questions like, well, what are these people in my life really after, right? Why don't my family and friends understand I need time to figure things out? And the hard one, right? My partner in life is this the right person to keep going with? Yeah, they might've been able to help me when I was struggling and they might be able to help me when we're on the same level. But now that I've created a new options for my life, I'm not sure if they're the person to go to that next space with me. And some people like, oh, and they might be throwing tomatoes and they might want to turn the podcast off. But let's be clear, these are realities and you see it happen in celebrity lives all the time. So- Let's not pretend. And I I don't think it's fair to just characterize these folks as bad people because I don't think that they are. The next one, work. And so so what does work mean now that I've exited? How am I going to spend my time? Does this make sense? Do I just go build another one? Were all the sacrifices that I made to get here really worth it? And what's next? What's next? Just do it again, right? No, I don't think for most people that's the answer. When we move up to level four, which is health, it's like, did I give away too many years to my business? Am I going to use all the wealth that I built to earn back the health that I lost? Because that's a kind of a big deal. Most people don't end up in the best shape if they're not paying attention to it because they stress seed and do a bunch of other things because the environment is so stressful for them. And I think the last one is, can I make adjustments to live with fewer health risks? Fewer health risks because now I don't have to put that on a back burner in order to earn a buck. Level five, prosperity. I can afford it, but why am I given a second thought on why, whether or not I should buy it? Yeah. Why shouldn't I enjoy the money I earned? I think people who've deferred gratification kept deferring it, deferred it, put it all back in, keep growing it. We got to reinvest it. Yeah. Now they've built this muscle and they have a hard time enjoying anything. And then most people are first-generation wealth creators. So who can I go talk to about the money? Right, Because now I'm a resource allocator. Yeah, right. I'm not trying to manage cash flow. I'm trying to manage the resource allocation. It can be challenging, and it's a very different skill set. And then the final level, the pinnacle, significance. So if I die today, who would carry my casket? It's my favorite question to ask people. Most people can't come up with five, let alone six. Who do I trust to honor my memory after I'm gone? It's tough because most people want things to live on past them. And what's the best way for me to use health to help others and do good? Because I think there becomes this desire to be benevolent on the backside of it. I've got more than maybe I ever thought I would ever have. And so are there some people that I can help? Sure, there are the Scrooge McDucks out there, but I think more people want to make the world a better place than just swimming, swimming pools full of coins, so... Matt, those are the six centers of doubt. Self-image, relationship, work, the bottom three really tied into stress and then health, prosperity, and significance really dig into quality of life.
0: Well, first of the Ducktails reference may be happier than you'll ever realize. That was the song just went off in my head. But all of those pieces, if you're listening to this and you're thinking to yourself, I don't know where I sit with some of these, right? Because Jerome, these are, These go back to Socrates and Plato, dude, like you're asking some questions here that have been asked of humans since the dawn of consciousness. And you can't do it on your own. In fact, Stoics firmly believe that you actually had to be with other Stoics to truly understand Stoicism. Mm -hmm. Philosophers want to hang out with philosophers because you have to have that back and forth. And the biggest problem with business owners is it's lonely as hell. You feel like you're on an Island all by yourself because let's talk about the check. All right. And and I'm going to personalize this very quickly. I remember the first time I made a substantial amount of money. All right. And it's waxed and waned over my professional career. And I remember when I, I got a big check and I remember being so proud of the fact that I had achieved something that I'd always wanted to achieve. And so I shared it with a group of people. Okay. Didn't go well, Jerome. Nope. Never because, does. Because, right? Number two is relationships. Yeah. I had surrounded myself with people who did not, were not able to grow and appreciate where I was. And I remember, so I, I'm sorry, I'm talking too much, but very quick. So I'm, I'm hanging out in, with a coaching client in Connecticut he'd made it. Okay. He was probably about 10 years younger than me. Brilliant guy, more money already at like the mid thirties than he'd ever really be able to spend in the rest of his life. And we're sitting over dinner with his family because I stayed at his house with him. Some reason my clients always wanted me to do, which I did gladly because it was just a nice peer into their, into their lives, their real lives. Right. And I was saying to him, I was like, Hey Vince, do you think that, are you lonely? with your level of success. And he got the, and him and his wife looked at each other, the biggest smiles on their face. And I was like, what, what are you, you're cheesing it. What's going on? And they're like, we used to. It was so difficult when Vince or when his wife was actually very successful too. When either of us had achieved a level of success, what we ended up finding is our circle got smaller and smaller and smaller, mm-hmm. right? And until recently for me, in the levels of success that I've achieved as a business owner, the people who I hang out with now they're just like, dude, congratulations. They're not asking me for things. They're not saying that I'm making too much money. They're not doing those sorts of things because you do need to find those people. But in order for me to find those people, I had to find that people within myself. And that's why I think that whole line design thing that you have built really opens up people's eyes to realize where they are today, which will give them the understanding of where they can go tomorrow.
1: This is really powerful. A time or two, we've talked about if you think being a business owner is the only way to you have an exit. It's so interesting to see how the world shrinks when you reach that next level. And I think most people expect nothing to change or they hope nothing will change or they don't actually go to the next level because they fear the change. And so this is why the resilience is so important, man. Your ability to adapt, to difficulty, your ability to adapt to challenging life experiences is honed in the entrepreneurial experience. But I think there are things that you can do in a controlled environment to ready you for the things that show up in the uncontrollable environment. And so I just implore people to start digging into this because we were searching on Amazon and we didn't find much out there on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mental toughness is a thing, right? And we want to be macho, we want to be a Navy SEAL, or we want to be some of that stuff. But I I don't think that's actually the game. And we haven't even said the V word, right? We haven't even started talking about vulnerability yet. And resilience and vulnerability are going to lock arms and be extremely important for you as you go on this journey. And I know that you need a safe place in order to be vulnerable, and it's funny when I bring that up because a lot of people say, how can you be safe and vulnerable at the same time? I don't know how that can happen. And I say the environment to be safe or to be vulnerable, the environment needs to be safe for you to be vulnerable. And so, man, this journey's just been wild. Man, I appreciate you supporting me on the way. And I think it's just going to show up over and over again as we help people go on these exits because you're going to need to become a new person. But in order to become a new person, I think you have to understand who you are today.
0: You all have to just take the step. Stop trying to do this on your own. You need to realize that there are very highly qualified, highly organized, highly professional people who can help you. For some of you, Jerome is the right choice, right? Going through the line design, going to extraction, entering into this coaching relationship. So you as, as somebody who's going to be exiting soon can actually get the support that you need. But if Jerome isn't the right fit for you, you still need to find somebody in your corner, man. Because listen, it gets really lonely the more successful you get. And if you surround yourself with the right people, you're going to be able to achieve way more success than you ever thought you could. And you're also going to be on that road to happiness. So Jerome, thanks for having me on the show. Actually, more importantly, thanks for letting me ask you the questions this morning to find out a little bit more about this freaking super cool call that we had at O Dark 30 this morning and having that mental resilience
1: epiphany. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Talk to you guys. Until the next time, your dreams should be real. Talk to you on a new episode. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.